What's that popping noise? Was that your knuckles? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my knuckles. I thought it was a technical error. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Bay Podcast. As always, I'm your host who does the most, Jasmine Ellis, and I'm super excited to have your guest here. He is my little brother, my bestie, one of my favorite people, a hilarious comedian, a rising talent in the in the L.A. scene from the other L.A. scene. Hello. I want y'all to give it up right now for Omar Finley. Beer, 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 beer. Hey, everybody. That's <laughs> good. L.A. to L.A. Beer, beer. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. It's, I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, so I'm not gonna. This is very funny, y'all. I'm not gonna lie to you. We have been trying to get this to happen all day, and I've been postponing. But every time Omar has seemed so relieved because he was out in the streets. What time did you go to bed last night? I played the fifth. I ain't gonna say. What What time did you tell me in the text? I went to bed at like four. <laughs> what were you doing till four thirty in the morning, my friend? Things that your grandparents told you you shouldn't be doing after midnight. <laughs> Did you uh, meet meet a grown friend, a yeah. friend for some grown up stuff? Yeah, grown up stuff. <laughs> grown up stuff. We made dinner. It was fun. Made dinner. Yeah. Is that is that what the kids are saying these days? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the appetizer, and we we definitely had dessert. Ew. <laughs> I only do frozen food from Trader Joe's. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, the frozen food from Trader Joe's be hitting, but you gotta sometimes you gotta freshen it up, get some other ingredients in the mix. I went to Whole Foods this time. Got my got my spaghetti from there. Oh my god! I have no idea where this metaphor is gone. Um, I don't know either. Fully off the rails. Is no, what I, I didn't say. cook though. Like I'm not lying. Oh, you just <laughs> literally ate. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you said we made dinner with like a tone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was because we all we made. Yeah, you know what? That was that was dumb. I'm I'm dumb. You're not dumb. But we did make dinner, and then we made dinner. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly. So I know that you you moved to Los Angeles about a year ago, yes. right? And how's yeah. that year been for you? How's that been? There's been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, as soon as I moved, you know, I've told you about this. Some of my family members got sick, so I've actually had to go back and forth. But I've met so many amazing people out here. I've done some great shows. Love the friends I've made. And uh, I really love L.A. So, I mean, they can't cook with a damn sometimes. But... <laughs> That's another story for another day. We gotta tell them about our, our escapades trying to find good southern food. It's been hard because we're both from Louisiana. Well, yes. okay, my mom, my dad, my mom and dad are from Lafayette and Thibodeau, respectively. And you though are born and raised Baton Rouge, right? Shreveport. And Shreveport. Then I lived in Baton Rouge for a decade almost. Oh man. So there's just so much food, culture, music in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge. And you know the whole point of this show is to talk to funny people about the music they love. Yes. So yes. Uh, you know, would there are there any songs that remind you of home? Yes. Yeah. Uh I've been re-listening to uh this one song that my mom really liked and she used to make me she used to play it in the mornings and uh on Saturdays, when I was trying to like, you know, Saturdays is in cleaning Saturdays, cleaning Saturday morning song, and I was like, I would hate it because you know that's when cartoons come out. You know, Four Kids was on when I was coming up, so I was watching Yu Gi Oh and stuff, and then all of a sudden you hear Rolls Royce, you know, um, Love Don't Live Here Anymore. Oh Lord, you abandoned me. <laughs> Love, Love don't live here anymore. That's exactly how much we could sing before. My heart was broken, too, because I had to stop watching cartoons. Oh, my God. That's such a... <laughs> I'm imagining, like, a little... Okay, here's my thing. It's, like, whenever I imagine people's children, they always have the exact same haircut. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, it's just, like, them shrunk down. Because like, that's how Hollywood cast children. Yeah. So, like, you, you know that's the same actor. So, I'm just imagining little Omar mm-hmm. sweeping as slowly as he can so you don't have to do anything else. Oh. 
<laughs> sleeping. <laughs> you thought I came from a nice household. No, they had me spot scrubbing. You know what that is? What when, is spot scrubbing? You know, you have spots in the carpet. You got to have someone go it down and scan the floor, find the spots, quick hit it with the resolve. <laughs> or sometimes my mom would make some kind of concoction like she was Dexter's lab <laughs> with baking soda and some bleach or something. And then I had a toothbrush and I would do that. Well, that was would, like the first thing I would do every Saturday. But you were just accidentally inhaling some blue methamphetamine, just uh, like. <laughs> Hey, hey, I've seen Breaking Bad. I, my mom did worse. Have you ever, like, accidentally semi-poisoned? This happens to me at least once every three months where I'll, like, clean the toilet, mm-hmm. and then I decide to, like, clean the countertops. Mm-hmm. And I, there's always, like, two chemicals, and I'll just, like, I'll have that moment where I go, I feel lightheaded, and I have to get the fuck out of the back. <laughs> I'm the worst because I, use, I usually will, like, do a whole bunch of different, like, cleaning material because I get it from my mom. That's how she, she we had grease lightning. You have to have the OxyClean. Shoot, I'd be mixing and matching. Whatever can get the stain out or however they get the uh, tub clean, yeah, I would do it. So I've been, I've, whippets don't seem far-fetched to me anymore. <laughs> whippets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I'm never going to do them because, like, I, I believe in God. But I understand. I understand the vision because I've been high before off those fumes for sure. <laughs> Oh man, getting a fume high off cleaning. Those are those those are those kid experiences that just stick with you. So when you hear Rolls Royce, do you feel like irritated or does it make you smile looking back now? It makes me smile looking back now because like on Saturday mornings I listen to oldies. Like just to like kinda miss my mom, miss my family. So I'll listen to that. So it makes me smile. And then after, you know, you have heartbreak, now I really appreciate the song. That's true. Yeah. Lyrically, it just, it doesn't hit when you're a kid and, like, the biggest heartbreak you ever known was, like, losing a Happy Meal toy. Mm-hmm. Like, when you've really lost something, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll hit you. It's yeah. good. It's good quality music. It really is. Yeah. I took a, I drove my mom, like, recently, and I played it, and she was, we were singing together. It was great. Oh, that's so great, that moment where you, like, you connect on the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't gonna lie to you, like, I love my partner, but sometimes one of the hardest things about being married to somebody not black is the fact that, like, he just doesn't know my son. And you love Alex, yeah, like, you I know, he he's the coolest, but, like, he don't know shit. I can't play this. Well, you gotta get, what did he not know yesterday? There was something that I was just like, I can't believe you don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, he didn't know. When you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. I feel so bad. Which is the ultimate fuckboy anthem. I've been saying that. I listened to that album <laughs> like two years ago. I like rediscovered it. And I was like, he's terrible. <laughs> Where I want to be is really, you know what? I want to be out in these streets, but I respect you a little bit. <laughs> so, so I'm going to make it sound like it's better that, for you. Yeah, yeah. It's not me, it's you. You know, whatever. So me and my best friend Ari, we have this running joke, but we call it a sweet little dee dee when <laughs> You know when a nigga, like, he lies so much he starts freestyling? Yeah. When it's just like, well, I care about you, but, you know, I just, you know, and this is probably the hardest decision I'm ever going to make because you're really special, but it's just I can't commit to you right now. You know what I mean? And then yeah, just yeah. the circles that keep going and it's just like all I hear is sweet little dee dee I don't want to hurt you, baby. Donald Jones should be in jail for this because <laughs> he made he made cheating sound so good. <laughs> he did. That's the confessions before confessions, really. That's true. People forget there's a confessions part one. Yeah. Like I feel like I did it in karaoke a couple weeks ago. People were looking confused. Oh, they're just waiting for you to get to the part they knew. Yeah, they didn't know, and I was like, see. Did, okay, so you were like a low key karaoke master. 
I wouldn't say master, I, I, enthusiast. Enthusiast. How yeah. often do you karaoke? I karaoke once a week. That's a lot. Okay, <laughs> you do something once a week. You're like you're kind of an expert. Well, it's like my stress relief. You know, I like I like performing because you know, but karaoke is no stakes whatsoever. Mm. I can just be a performer and have fun and like get get whatever I want out of it. And then you know, I have people who like show up regularly now, and we like coordinate songs, and that's fun. If you had to choose one song. Mm that should be banned from every karaoke book, what would it be? Like, you pull it out of the register, no one can ever pick it again for karaoke, what would it be? What song do you think just needs to be taken out the roster? Ooh, I'm gonna have to say, um, I'm gonna have to say uh, Queen. <laughs> Which Queen song? Uh, the really long one, Bohemian yeah, Rhapsody? Take Bohemian Rhapsody. Because nobody can really do Freddie Mercury's voice, and I'm really tired of, like, just... I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of it. Like you can do any other Queen song. I just I'm tired of hearing Bohemian Rhapsody at karaoke. That and uh, yeah, no, it's just it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. I hate it. I hate. I don't hate the song. I just hate hearing bad. Like you can't hit that note. Stop. <laughs> you Stop. can't hit that and note. And then they be looking at us. But like like we gotta help. Like nah 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 nah. You chose the song. Sing it by yourself. I'm done. Okay. If you had to implement a karaoke rule, what would it be? Match energy. Oh. Like, if I do Poison by Motown, you know, or Motown Philly, do not follow that up with Tennessee Whiskey. By the way, Poison is by uh, Belle Biv DeVoe. Yeah. Just I for the record. Or Mo- Motown Or Motown. Okay, okay. Or Motown Philly. Don't follow that with Tennessee Whiskey. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you. Like, we all happy. We we, 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 we dancing. We doing the little you know, sidestep. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you talking about Tennessee. I hate Tennessee whiskey, too. I just hate that song. I hate Tennessee whiskey because it has the exact same bass lyrics as, or, like, the exact same music mm-hmm. as uh, I'd Rather Go Blind by Etta James. So every time I hear it, I think it's I'd Rather Go Blind, and it's never I'd Rather Go Blind. You know, you know I used to work weddings. Oh. Like, as a videographer. Yeah, you told me you've been to many a plantation. I've been, many, I've been to many a plantation. <laughs> And every plantation, they played that song. And I was like, there's so many other good love songs out there. Like, stop, please. I like Donald Jones. I don't care. This is Tennessee whiskey, white people. Country people. country people love anything that's like alcohol mm-hmm. and being with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and tequila make me crazy. And, <laughs> you know that song? <laughs> and those songs, that like, it's not like a bad song. But it's like, I've heard them so much. And I just think there's other great, like, like, one of my other, like, favorite songs from my childhood, like, reminds me of my grandparents. Like, my grandpa explicitly is uh, uh, Lenny Williams, Because I Love You. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. 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 I had a partner who wasn't black, and she never heard that song. I was like, yeah, you know what? You can get out. Oh, my God, y'all. I'm so scared. I it... If Alex don't know that song. Y'all, I'm literally going to text him right now. Ask him. Ask him. Oh <laughs> say Omar Omar looking at me funny but that like that song like my grandpa he used to listen to music um, or he has his, he had a record player when I was growing up and then he switched to CDs and he got everything on CD but he would sit in the dark with what I thought was cranberry juice now I realize it's, it's, it wasn't just cranberry juice it was never just cranberry <laughs> it was never just we cranberry, had a cranberry bar juice and they always said that's for guests but we always replenished it I didn't I didn't put two and two together until I got 22 um, but that's a song that he would play, and I was like, "Man, he must have loved somebody before my grandmother because this don't make no sense." Oh my god! My favorite thing about that song is how when it gets to the breakdowns of the talking in between, 
There's a part where he goes, and then I watched TV till TV, TV went, went off. off. And I used to ask my parents, what does he mean by that? And he'd say, yeah, TV used to go yeah. off. Yeah, that shit used to be like, all right, it would be American flag and then static. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just like, you know, it's so funny because it's like we have an endless, Alex said, I think so. I think so. Oh, shit. Okay, y'all, this is, I wish we were recording the, like a video of this because this is going to be wild. Okay. I, I got faith in my man. He, he's probably heard it. I sang it one time at karaoke, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that they didn't know what I was doing. Okay. I Okay, baby, I'm going to need you to sing a few bars of it and send it to us, okay? Like, send it right now. <laughs> you gonna you going to put him on blast like that? Yes. I'm going to put him on the radio or the mm. podcast. I'm sending him a memoji right now as me as a mouse mm. as demanding <laughs> <laughs> I miss I miss songs that had those those like I make fun of the skits sometimes in, in some of my sets like the uh, what's that Alicia Keys song where the where she's at Hello, can I speak to yeah to Michael Yeah I, yeah I, I talk about her but like those those are like kind of overplayed but like the older ones like Cause I Love You by Lenny Williams and then uh, was it Teddy Teddy uh, Pendergrass's uh, Come and Go with Me. <laughs> Yes, come on and go over me. Come on over to my place. I feel like this is going to be the all-singing episode. Like, I'm going to owe so many people royalty for just but, talking their songs. But, like, that skit was cool because he was, like, singing, and then she, the, the lady's responding. She's like, oh, no, I, I don't want to go. And then she he, he keeps singing that game, and the next thing you know, she's like, oh, we're just going to have a little wine. I'll sit by the fire and have some wine. And she's like, okay, you ain't going to keep me out too late. I'll just stay for a little while, man. They don't do it like that. See, no and you know who the only one who does it, that's what I love Silk Sonic, but mm-hmm. I do take a little issue with it because their audience is so wide. And I mm-hmm. do feel like there is there's a portion of people who it's small, but mm-hmm. I witnessed this on TikTok. There's a portion of Gen Z that thinks that the shit they're doing it's is new. unheard of and completely new and no one's been this creative. And it's like, no, it's damn near a cover band. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. But a cover band, like they're, you know what I mean? Like every song they make sounds like an intro, interpolation of like three or four. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the list of writers, they'd be like seven, eight, because you have to give credit for things where you borrow. And yeah. I mean, they go for it. It's great. The performance, the execution is beautiful. But it's here's the thing is, I know they know they're yeah. copying. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. It's an homage. But it just weirds me out a little bit who doesn't quite know. It's a, it's a losing fight. Yeah. It's a losing fight. And I mean, like, you know, and that goes to like when Nikki did um, Anaconda, and people were like, "Oh yeah, this is such an original." I was like, "Yo, she just took the the same beat." You know what I mean? Like they just don't get it anymore. And that's like that's why I like to listen to old stuff. I listen to a ton of old stuff, and because I like it, but also it's because I I like finding where samples came from. Yeah, me too. That is actually one of my favorite things. Although, how funny is it? When you think something's not a sample and then you find out it is and you're like, oh, wow, never mind. Nothing is new. Nothing is new. Nothing is new. And like a lot of these songs, were like, especially early hip hop, because most of it was rapping on R&B beats from yep. the 70s. And so everything you think is new. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, I learned this because of TikTok, Luther Vandross mm. was a cover king. There's so many songs I used to think I thought were his song first. If this world were mine. Took, he took that from uh, Dionne Warwick. Oof, he man. did her whole catalog. Really? Yeah, like basically, uh. look up like look up Dionne Warwick and Luther Vandross songs. It's just like he was just in the booth, like that's mine now. Mm. Like you, you know, Aretha Franklin 
And in Luther Vandross are the cover queen and, queen and king. My, Pe- people don't know respect is a cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say to add on to that, like, people really don't, like, he's, a, he's not like a joke now. You know, it's like every month you see on Twitter, uh, Stevie Wonder can see, which is, you know. <laughs> but, like, I don't feel like the, the, like the newer generation gives him all the flowers that he needs because most songs, especially hip-hop songs, they took, they took that sample from Stevie. His stuff is so sampled, and you would never know unless you listen to his catalog. You'd be like, oh, shit, Gangster's Paradise. Oh, shit, uh, what's that Red uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper song? That's the, his, they covered him. What Red Hot Chili Pepper song? Oh, God, uh, Higher Ground. They did, They have a Higher Ground uh, cover. It was, uh, uh, you remember the Power Rangers movie when they jumped out the airplane? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, that's kind of funny because every now and there are, at least my knowledge, there's songs, I know Higher Ground from Stevie. I don't know a Red Hot Chili Peppers Higher Ground. I I knew it because of, obviously, I was a 90s kid, so I love Power Rangers, and that's the only reason. That's the only way I'm a skydive, by the way. Mm-hmm. I gotta have that little snowboard, and I gotta be like, <laughs> I gotta be like Tommy, but that's a cover. And then I was like, listen, Stevie, I was like, wait a minute, it's Higher Ground. Stevie did this first? Oh, Gangsta's Paradise, Stevie. Um... Uh, I think the message by Funkmaster Flex or something. Really? I, yeah, it's it's insane. That's it's insane. interesting. So when we're talking about karaoke rules, I will say I have one. I, oh. This is what I think it should be, and people need to make like I I want to see this implemented. And until it is, I don't think I can go to karaoke with you. I keep saying I will, but I can't. Look, I believe that a song is only allowed as many people on the stage as there are voices on the track. Oh, yeah, you're never going to get that. I No, get your fucking sorority off the stage. We don't need eight broads to sing one Taylor Swift. There's only one Taylor Swift, maybe two backing vocals, all right? But I need the two of y'all to share one microphone and stand about a foot back from the lead singer, okay? Mm-hmm. Assign parts before you hit that. Before you hit the lip of the stage, y'all better know who's singing the high notes, who's hitting the low note. No, look. The, hey, hey, look. My, my karaoke guys, uh, shout out to John and James. They are They are the homies, but... That we do that. You assign parts. Yes, I don't. I um, John who runs karaoke at the Blind Donkey on Thursdays. He does the highs. That man, that man, that white man got a voice. He does the highs. Me and the other homie, we come in on the on the back end. I do the lows. He does the mids. There we go. That's what I we, need to hear. We if... did uh, after the love is gone by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, that was beautiful. And then we recently did uh, what was that song? I Oh, we did uh, Worlds Apart by Snake Journey. Wow, that's a good one. I mm-hmm. hate when I hear like four people singing into one microphone and it's just a solo artist part. Like, if you're going to do Destiny's Child, I don't need to hear y'all all screaming, it's Thursday, Saturday, now, cool. No, it's just mm-hmm. Beyonce's part, okay? You be Ooh. like, decide who's Latoya, decide who's Latavia, stick to it. They all have a part. Mm-hmm. Learn to hear, okay? Oh, we did Jump and Jump in uh, two weeks ago, too. It was great. You, your little boy group did Jump and Jump? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all are cute. I'm trying to get y'all. To, I'm trying to get the people to come out, but no one, no one wants to have that, that time, you know. And then it all goes back to you know my Louisiana comedy uh, homies, you know my best friend Terrence Lane, the mm-hmm. No Show Boys. We used to do uh, our song is Copacabana. <laughs> you I, are a natural entertainer. I can't believe I can't believe someone under a hundred is choosing Copacabana. <laughs> Copacabana is a fire song, and then that that breakdown in the middle. Man, we got oh. <laughs> 
That's a great song. That is a crowd pleaser. Okay, so building the playlist of your life is all about like what songs you would put on it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got to choose your childhood cleaning jam. So we're going to go with Rolls Royce. You yes. banned me. So since karaoke is such a relax, it's a it's your it's how you blow off steam now. Yeah. It's your like it's your kickback. Let's pick your favorite karaoke song and add it to the playlist. What would you add? It's going to be Poison. Poison. It's, it's got to be Poison. It's a classic. Got it's a classic. I do it. I can do it solo or I can do it with the no show guys. But that's just, that's it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great choice. Okay. So <coughs> you love karaoke, but you're also a wonderful comic. Yes. You've been doing stand up for how long have you been in stand up? I'm about to hit my seven years. What makes you want to throw up about that? Why? Because well, it doesn't feel like, I feel like I did it like two years ago. I feel like I like still just started sometimes. Okay. In your defense, like you had to take like a year and some change off. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Most people, you know, it's, it just feels like time is running too fast. Yeah, it just, like, I, I still remember my first set. Like, I still remember, like, coming up. I still remember starting to produce and host. And, like, I feel like I've learned a ton. Like, I know I've, I put in the work, but it's just, like, I looked up, I was like, wait, seven? Already? Like, people ask me for advice now? I'm a veteran? What? <laughs> and then, like, and then I say that around someone who's been in, like, 15. No, nah, you're still a young buck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah. Seven is, you know what's so funny is I remember watching when I very first started. It was the last season of Last Comic Standing, mm-hmm. and Ada Rodriguez was on there, mm-hmm. or Aida Rodriguez, and she said, you know, I'm the youngest comic, like, young in terms of how long I've been doing stand-up mm-hmm. on this entire show. I've only been doing it seven years, and I just started, like, a month ago, I was like, only seven, seven years. years? What do you mean, only seven? Yeah. And now that I'm, like, nine years in, I'm like, yeah, like... It's a growing art form. It changes as you go, you know? So walk me through, like... What made you decide to get on stage the first time? Uh, a bet. A bet? <laughs> Tell a me bet. the story. What yeah. happened? Um, I went to a show at, um, uh, this, it's called Delete Comedy back in Baton Rouge. Uh, my friend uh, who, he, I think you met him, didn't you? you know, no, you never met Nam. But um, he was like, hey, my friend is headlining a comedy show, a local comedy show. You want to go? And I was like, yeah, I love stand-up. You know, anytime someone would come into town, uh, I would go see it, you know. Um and so we went to the stand-up show, and the friend was really good. And afterwards, we were just talking. And I was like, yeah, you know, if I could ever choose to be famous or whatever, I would be a, I would be a stand-up comic slash comedic actor. That's what I want to do. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, that's cool. I used to do this. And he's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to sign you up next week. I was like, all right, whatever. And he's like, you would do it? I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm not afraid of anything. And hmm. I thought he was joking. And then, like, three days, four days later, he's like, hey, I hope you got five minutes. You're going first next week. And I was like, okay. So I think that was like a Monday. Tuesday, I like sat down, thought about it, figured out what I was going to do. Wednesday, I went up first and I had a good good set, like a really good set. People were like came up to me and was like, hey, man, you should keep doing this. I know it's your first time. And I was like, oh, okay, I love this. And then I just never stopped. I didn't take a break. It was once a week. I didn't stop for like, I think, seven months straight. I never missed a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It was like I just fell into it. And I was like, after, I think after three months, I was like, I want a headline. Mm. They were like, you got to start doing the same jokes at least once. Because <laughs> I would just come up with something new every week. And I didn't write anything down. And you can ask Terrence. He hates, he still hates me to this day about that. <laughs> He's like, you had jokes that were amazing and you don't remember them. And you never wrote any. Like my first nine months, I didn't write a single thing down. And you weren't recording anything either, were you? No, because I was just doing it for fun. And then I was like, I want a headline. And they were like, you need to do something. And I was like, all right, I'll figure it out. Maybe you should, like, 
cover your eyes, get in a tub full of salt, and then like mentally astral project yourself into your body seven years ago so you can remember your ret- listen I've been watching Stranger Things I feel like that could work Put with, the en- headphones on. with <laughs> enough salt and enough water and <laughs> I, you know what at this point a lot of that stuff was just so observational and it was just whatever happened to me that week I've talked about I think I, I broke up with my girlfriend at the time like maybe like two weeks in mm-hmm. talked about that for a good minute uh, <laughs> then I talked about being a hoe for a good minute um, yeah, I, a lot of stuff now, the things that I want to, like, accomplish with my, like, comedy and, like, really want to, like, tackle is more, like, really introspective or very, like, if it's observational, it, like, there's a point to it. So, that dating stuff, I'm, like, a different human being, you know? Like, yeah. Like, seven years, you get new sales or some shit, so. For sure. There's definitely stuff from, like, my first couple of months where I'm, like, I would never say that again. Yeah. <laughs> never. Some of the jokes fit into the themes that I like doing now. Like, there's some jokes I'll never get rid of because I just love them so much, and they they they're mostly family oriented, you know. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that other stuff, like, it's like, do I actually care about that enough to do anymore? And it's like, no. Yeah, and that happens, and it's like you just you just grow and you evolve. So when you think back on your comedy career, are there any songs you associate with comedy for you? Mm, associate with comedy, um. That's a, that's a hard question. Let me rephrase this question. Okay. Well, this is a better question, actually. So a lot of comedians, one of our, like, shining moments mm-hmm. is when you hit the stage. When you get to actually walk on the stage and you, like, feel that adrenaline. And if it's a good, warmed-up room, they actually are rooting for you and want you to do well because they want to laugh. What song does Omar Finley like to have playing during that moment? Any song? Any song. Oh, it's either it's either gonna be a song that you, I know you don't know. It's, it's two things. It's called two things, and it's by this guy, this artist named I Am Daylight, and it's all one word. And we met him in Baton Rouge. And you do ask for this song when you go out, uh, and yeah. people can find it. Yeah, okay. He's, on Spotify. he's a great artist. Great artist. Then why I, did you say you know I don't know it? But because he's like he's not big, you know. But okay. he, he should be. Um, but another song it'd be Gambino. Um. It'd probably be worse, guys. <laughs> All she needed was some. All yeah, she needed it, was it'd probably, it would be worse, guys, if I had to choose. Um, but I like to support my friends. And so, uh, but yeah, no, worse, guys, or um, not Bonfire, but uh, his Freaks and Geeks uh, freestyle that he did on the EP. Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just talking about him last night in regards to music about his album, Awaken My Love. And I was like, someone was like, why doesn't he rap anymore? I was like, People just kept telling him that he sucked and then he couldn't sing. And he was like, I'm going to just keep doing stuff that he proves y'all wrong. And then he did Awaken My Love. So, What did you think of him as a comic, actually? I'm curious. You know, I saw him do his set before it premiered. Really? Yeah, I saw it live at uh, in Austin. At uh, Do you remember Fun 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 Fest? Yes, actually. I never yes. went, but I remember it, yeah. I went there 2011, and uh, he opened for uh, Turquoise Jeep. Oh my God! He opened for Turquoise Jeep, and people don't remember. Y'all don't remember Turquoise Jeep. If you're listening to this right now, I know you don't. Turquoise Jeep, smash it in. (laughs) Let me smack it, girl. Oh my God! Okay, so Turquoise Jeep was like a comedy hip hop duo, and actually, it was like three or four of them. They got a, they got a, they got a squad. They're like low budget OVO, (laughs) and their videos were so low budget. And the beautiful, my favorite thing about the videos was always they had like the most unenthused dancers. It was always just like, hey, do it with less energy, yes, less energy, and like, oh my god. I just took you back. I watched. I watched. Flint Fossey, known across the nation, smashing, smashing and banging, is my, my main show. occupation. 
do I know this? Until you get the sensation. It's a love scene, baby, with no communication. (laughs) (laughs) Every, like, six months, I just play their music. But, digress, yeah, he opened for them. (laughs) Doing stand-up. That's so You know they have a song together. That is so funny. It's what a like, lifetime ago. And it feels like. And I that, that was the thing someone brought up. They're like, they were talking about that. And I was like, old Gambino was a wild man. <laughs> and he just did wild shit that no one, to, if I told you uh, someone who knew only knew him from like 2017 on, they would never stay. Never think he would do something like that. That's so funny. What a what a time. You know, it's funny, though, because every now and then a video will go viral of, like, his stand-up, and then all the comments are like, this is so cringy, da-da-da-da. But it's always, like, people people who want to compare every little thing to, like, our standards by now. No. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, man, this joke about how men and women are different is so terrible when you don't think there's a gender binary. And I'm like, okay, that's a very current theology you yeah. know what i mean like it's good it's right yeah. but like nobody thought like that in 2010 come on oh, <laughs> like, the bit about uh the what was it the kid that he like he or i think is he or like a, they had a jamaican babysitter and they couldn't eat um sweets because their parents were like super like no bad food and it was like the pepper they, the kid like i want to eat peppermint that's funny as hell <laughs> He's like talking about like a privileged white kid, and just he said his peppermint breath was so strong he was crying. Like I remember that, <laughs> I remember that bit. Like I, he was a, he was, and I still think he could still be a top comedian if he wanted to. I that's the thing though is it's just like I think people have such a higher pickier regard for stand up specifically. Like, I was thinking about this. Have you watched the show The Bear? No, it's on my list. It's, it's so stressful. I can't finish it because it's so fucking stressful. Like is it, it neurotic, like uh, Uncut Gems? Yes. Okay. Every scene feels like the first five minutes of Uncut Gems. Oh. You feel like you're having a heart attack because everything is on fire. People are yelling at each other. Every couple, like, people keep cutting themselves. Like, you know, they're chopping vegetables. and they, Like, it, it hasn't happened that. Maybe I'm making it sound, but this yeah. is, I'm a high-stress person, so mm-hmm. I like things that soothe me when mm-hmm. I watch TV, and that does not soothe me. But it makes me think, but I, re- I read several reviews that told, they said it was so great, and they kept calling it a comedy. I was like, how? How? Like, when is it fun? Like, and, like, literally, like, there's, like, one, I, I think there's, like, one funny moment an episode. Mm. And it's so funny. Our bar for stand-up, or, like, like stand-up has to make us laugh every second. Yeah. Anytime you, t- you take a breather from a laugh, like, when people say, like, oh, Nanette wasn't really a comedy special. The first 20 minutes are jokes. Yeah. Those are just people who don't want to admit they, they liked it. Um, but it's just like our like how much we'll tolerate not getting a laugh mm-hmm. in stand up versus every other media is so amazing to me. Like dark, uh, the, I think the term dark comedy gets thrown around a lot. Oh my god, they'll call anything that they anything that they can't fully call a drama, they'll call mm-hmm. a dark comedy, and I'm like, like they say Atlanta's a dark comedy, and I'm like, I think the first season, yeah. I was like, I don't think it's, I think it's a, almost like a satire at this point. Oh my God, season three is so good. I, I really enjoyed season three. I, it got a lot of flack because it did a lot of, it took a lot of risk. I was like, they, the, they didn't do bad. Like I will say every, every non, like every episode that wasn't about the main characters was so stressful. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> was like, you know, I don't have a, I was just like, what is about to happen? Whose eyes are going to pop out the head? This is terrifying. The, the Kevin Samuels one oh, with, the, so with, the, with the mixed kid. I thought that was hilarious. So funny. And the fact that they aired that the week he died and, like, didn't even think about it. pulling it back or changing it at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, George Wallace was so funny. He said, he said, make a 
take a beat with and he gave us some pencils. I'm like, I started crying. I was like, oh my goodness. Name like, things you can put with Hennessy. Ice. ice. That's Oh, it was. It really was. Although I just did, I hated that last joke at the very end. Mm. That like suddenly now that he's black, he's even more attracted to white women. I was like, oh my god, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> lowest hanging fruit. Come yeah. on. Um, I will give. He has. I, I love. I love Donald Glover, but he has a little bit of the um, the Spike Lee curse to me, which is that they like really under they they really know how to talk about a lot of different things, but um, they don't know how to write women. They don't, I, de- I just don't, I've never, V is a, the closest thing you'll get to a manic pixie dream black girl uh-huh. ever. Like, oh my God, the episode where she was uh, walking around Paris, oh. fucking people up with a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think he could still do a stand-up special right now. Because that takes a very weird mind to be like, no, this bitch is running around with a baguette, a stale baguette, <laughs> clubbing niggas in Paris. Where? Is their baby with the parents? Okay, we didn't see Lottie at all. They didn't FaceTime her once. I'm sorry, this is wildly negligent. Yeah, like this is over the course of like almost a year. You can't just leave somebody like that. Hey, hey, she she different because she you know what half German or whatever. They 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 understand. <laughs> in real like she's in real life and in the show. I think she's half German. Interesting. Zazie Beetz. Yeah, I would. I yeah, I think in the show she they they say to her heritage. So, and my folks take care of that little mixed baby. <laughs> okay, so we got way, way, way off track. So it was a uh, your walk up song would be the worst guys worst or guys. Daylays. Um, two things. Two things with yeah. Daylays. So that, that's a walk up song. I'm gonna put both of those on the list. So we've mm-hmm. got four songs so far. So there's just one more song. Okay. Cool. Or actually, do you have a couple more songs? Will you tell me what song. If you were gonna make a playlist of your life, what songs would you say have to be on it? Playlists of my life have to be on it, not including songs that we've already talked about. Um, Electric Relaxation by Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Great song. Um, it's such a cool song. It's just, it just sounds so cool. Yeah. Like it just, it you hear it and it just makes you think like, oh, I'm people here are cool. Like yeah. this is gonna be a good time. And it's like 30 years old, but it's still it's still a bop. Yeah. Oh, that and. Um, 93 Till Infinity by Souls of Mischief. Uh, oh, hey, you're very artisanal. You're hitting me with some things I haven't heard of, which is actually one of my... Song. No, I yes, haven't. Have. So, I'm a, this I'm is a, how we chill from 93 to... This is how we chill from 93 to... It's a, you, you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, that's the name of the song. It's called 93 Till Infinity. Are there any songs that remind you of growing up in Louisiana? Yes. Yeah, Danger, Mystical. Danger. <laughs> my uncle is like 13 years older than me, so he's like my big brother. And mm-hmm. he went, um, he went to Southern. So we're I'm from North Louisiana. So we, North Louisiana has its own hip hop flavor. But it does. He would come back. I remember he would come back in a Sunfire. You remember those cars? Oh my God, no. He had a red Chevy Sunfire. No, or GMC. It's a it's a GMC product. Red Chevy Sunfire. He had a system in it, and he would bring back all the Southern hip hop and and just play it in the car. And he would have to take me everywhere because he's the youngest brother. So my mom made me do shit she didn't like during the summer, <laughs> like taking me to swim lessons and stuff. And I would just sit there and listen. listen. And he loved Mystical, and I love Mystical. <laughs> like I was lo- like, I just will. I'll never forget riding in the Sunfire. 
listening to is Alpine's play Mystical. Mystical had such an aggressive style of rapping. It always sounded like he was waking someone up in a fire. Like, you know, it's danger. Watch yourself. I know. Yeah, I came here with my dick in my hands. It's so loud. It was so insane. But, yeah. A crazy person. Yeah. Like, an actual crazy person. You know, Mystical went to jail for like assault. Like he was kind of a bad guy. Yeah, he's not a great person. <laughs> as an adult, as an adult, we can. I realize that Mystical, R. Kelly, and and a few others, they're not good people at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mystical. I mean, but it was like kind of like it's not the. That's the one thing about Mystical is when I tell people, they're never like that guy, the one who came in with his dick in his hands <laughs> and said he put his foot in your be cool. <laughs> no, shocking. <laughs> Yeah, I, he's it. A lot of people movies on there. They're gonna say Wayne, or they're gonna say like the Hot Boys or Juvenile. I, it's mystical because he's just like so. It's weird. I feel like mystical was like the closest thing that Louisiana had to like Outcast at that time. Yeah, because he was like kind of singy songy, still rapping. And he was like a little bit eccentric. Like he's not like everybody else. No, nobody sounds like that. Like yeah. it's it's such a distinctive voice. I see. So this is definitely going to show a little bit of our, our like age gap there because I remember like just I remember his music being huge at like the the high the junior high dance like mm. seventh grade like we were just um, shaking fast. Hops. What, sock hops? Yeah, really called him sock hops. I went to school in the country. Yeah, we had sock hops. I thought that was just in the fifties. We no. were really you went to a sock hop. Yeah. Okay. What do you remember dancing to at the sock hop? Mystical. <laughs> <laughs> we were listening to the same stuff. I oh got grinding on seventh grade. I remember that. <laughs> oh my god! When I think of grinding, my brain goes straight to one particular group, and I don't know if you, if they were big in Louisiana, but they were huge in Texas. Pretty rich. Pretty rich. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you said pretty rich. <laughs> oh my god! I'm looking at the sound bar on the screen, and it just went like. <laughs> And I knew it was awesome. Oh it was my Pretty Ricky. God. Oh my God. Okay. What's your favorite favorite Pretty Ricky song on three? One, two, three. <laughs> my body. Your yeah, body. Burning up body. My body. They call me Baby Boo the Sticker. They take me. Okay. Lyrically, so ridiculous. The next line of that is they take me and rape me and make me a victim. What happened to you, Baby Boo? That's a cry for help. A cry for help on the record. On the record. I, I'm going to re listen to Pretty Ricky. <laughs> Because someone at, like, I wanted to do Pretty Ricky at karaoke and no one knew it or else. I was like, I need a group. I can't do this by myself. And I feel like maybe, then again, how white is your crowd when you karaoke? Oh, I, it's like, uh, what's that one? The Blast Black Man in San Francisco? I feel like that in Pasadena. <laughs> like, when I karaoke. It's literally only two of us. Alex hasn't answered. I don't think he really knows. Oh, what he really no, knows. I forgot about the Alex subplot of this whole thing. <laughs> Man, I'm like messaging right now. Hey, you better listen to this He doesn't song. know. Because you know what? He didn't know Contagious. What? Yeah, that was a point of contention for us for about 48 hours. He didn't? I was did cl- you show him the music video? Yeah, everything. But I, yeah, absolutely. But I was cleaning the house and I was like, it's 2 a.m. Just getting in. About to check my message. And then I went. And he goes. I don't know. <laughs> and then so I kept going and kept going. And I was doing the different character. Frank, shut up. And then he goes, oh, it's trapped in the closet. Hey, that's a good that's a good guess. R. Kelly wrote the song. That's a good. I, I he gets a, that's a C plus. So you answer. think it's a partial credit? Yeah, he gets partial credit. For I him. wouldn't give him partial credit for him. No, well, I under I overestimated how many songs cross over. Mm-hmm. Me too. 
And when I've dealt, like, when I've had partners, like, from different races and stuff, and I'll be like, I'll, Lenny Williams and all that, I'm like, oh, you don't know this. Oh, you don't know Contagious. Oh, you don't know Trapping. You don't know Pretty Ricky? Like, because I went to a high school that was, like, almost equal black and white, and yeah. it just felt like the black kids were cool, so whatever mm-hmm. they were listening to, everyone was. Yeah. So, and then, like, and my and my husband's from Mesquite, Texas, only, like, 20 minutes away, but it's just, like, I'm like, what do you mean? Where were you that summer? What were you doing? And this he just... This was Park. But then I... <laughs> girl, I... I'm gonna say girl. <laughs> this is how much hey, I love Omar. Hey, I can do that. Yeah. Right. That's my comfort level. I looked it up, and you know Contagious, like, peaked at, like, number... 20 on the R&B charts. Only 20? I, I look it up, but it was not a number one hit. I, you couldn't tell. Look, it was number one on 106 in Park every day for a summer. Anytime, like, I feel like this. I'm going on tour with Ahmed in two weeks to uh, Louisiana, and we're doing a karaoke, um, a show that has karaoke afterwards. I'm doing Contagious because I know everybody is going to sing along. But I think... I think that's too when you come up from an environment where you have like almost equal or like you come like every city I've lived in except uh, LA has been majority black. Mm-hmm. So our perception is warped. Yeah, I, I'm completely. I'm like, what do you mean? No, this is huge. It peaked at 19, 19 on the hot on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay, but it made it to number three on the R&B hip hop songs chart. Which still seems off because it's like to me the 106 in Park was the chart. Yeah. <laughs> like 106 in 106. Park. I can't believe it. I can't. And year, by the year end, it was song number 81 mm. and song number 28 of the year mm. in the hip-hop charge or R&B slash hip-hop. That's crazy. And 106 in Park is also one of those cultural phenomena that when you talk to anyone who's not black, they don't know what that is. Oh, my God. I had, um, who was it, a comedian on the show um, from Canada, a, a little cherubic, adorable white boy who loved 106 in Park. Really? And, like, was, like, talking about, like, the AJ and Free Years versus yeah, the Bow Wow years. years. And I was like, what? Like, I'm, oh, very, the, versus the Terrence and Roxy years. I was absolutely shocked that this man knew. I gotta look it up, because it was so funny. Was it, who was La, wait, what show Lala was on? Uh, Lala was on. Uh, no, she was for MTV, huh? Mm-hmm, MTV had their own, um, like, hip-hop hip yeah, version or something. Because I was watching, I was re-watching my favorite, you got served last night, because I was the dinner part. The dinner making they had never seen you got served, and that's like you you can't not see you got served, and they offer me step up as an alternative. <laughs> okay, but like how similar are both of those terrible ass movies? Like literally, why were they so like crack? <laughs> there was all. <laughs> You just there was a time period where like we were just supposed to leave that anybody who could dance also sold oh, crack. crack. <laughs> I was like, why? What are you doing? And then like, I, I was sitting there watching it and she, she was like, the stakes can't get higher. And I was like, oh, when Lil Saint died. <laughs> Both of those movies, a little black kid dies, yeah. and that motivates everyone to dance even harder. harder. It's people forget Channing Tatum came from humble beginnings, like humble. humble. <laughs> oh, Mario, and I was in the. The uh, the thing I was I was laughing so hard because you remember during that versus with Omarion recently they did the you got served dance move to him where they did the puppet guy and oh. made him flip him off with a smile and I was like you 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 saw that and it was funny this is where it came from and they were like it was so funny I thought that was the Omarion challenge that no when they did the when they posed the guy that's from uh it's like the third dancing. Oh my gosh! What do you That's think? Of, like, did you Rico. watch that versus like the whole thing? Uh uh-uh, uh uh. I didn't think Mario was so petty. 
after a while, I started to feel like bullying. Like, <laughs> we get it. You're the only one on the stage who can sing. Hey, I like that energy. I like oh petty energy. Ray J. Ray J singing. <laughs> and his baby just looking like he wanted to cry. I don't think they should ever do another versus because I think that's peak. I, I do. I don't think it can get better than that. I love how no one gave a shit. Like, it's so funny. D-Ray was there and everything was funnier. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love D-Ray, but it was just like the natural chaos of the show just was better than any stand-up we could do. When, what? Didn't they sing Omarion's song to him and did it better? I, no, they did, they did One Wish. One Wish, and they kept saying, One Wish, One Wish, One Wish. And they like they harmonized it. It was so mean. I said, if I was Omarion or Ray J, I would shoot somebody. Uh, Ray J looked legitimately hurt. He looked really bothered. And his sister, there's nothing she could do to help him. She right, was too crying. Right, right. Yeah. It was funny. It was really fucking funny. So, okay, I lo- you love performing. You love music. Now, this is one of my favorite questions to ask musicians, and I try to ask everyone this if I can. Not musicians, comedians. Okay. If you could mm-hmm. trade places mm-hmm. and be a musician instead of a comedian, you'd have your exact same level of talent, but as a musician. Mm-hmm. And you'd be exactly where you are, but you'd be a musician, and then you would not be funny. Couldn't do comedy at all. Nope. You wouldn't swap? Nope. I love that. No. Uh-uh. Ironically, it feels like the more famous the person I ask this, the more likely they are to say, musician in a motherfucking heartbeat. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Right now, no. Even though, and I would never, uh, I, I would rather be funny. You'd rather be funny yeah. than, than musically talented? Yeah. As, as someone who, like, came up in a music background, like, yeah, no. That's true, because there's no comedy version of karaoke. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if we just, like... <laughs> you know what I'd be doing if I was this level of music? I'd just be working in a church. <laughs> I would be their choir director. Yeah, that's true. And, that's... We, and we'd be doing stomp like every Sunday. It does kind of feel like the bottom for music is worse than the bottom for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like... I got to pretend not to be a heathen and all that. Uh-uh, I can't do that. But then again, I will say, if you do music, people legitimately believe you have a skill. And so I feel like they're less likely to be like, you want to get paid? But maybe that's um... in my head. No, no, it's the bottom for music is so much higher than the bottom of stand up. And people respect it because not everyone can do it, but everyone thinks that they can talk. Oh yeah. And yeah. that's that's the that's the difference. There's only you know what's so funny is what I found is the people who will admit that like, oh no, comedy looks hard, I don't think I can do it usually are intelligent enough and people smart enough to actually be good. Yeah. If they put, like, I've, I've met so many, like, naturally funny people who are like, oh, no, I could never get on a stage. And, da, 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 da. and then you have a conversation with them and, like, you're clever. Yeah. And you notice patterns and they're like, you have a good, but, like, they will never get on stage. It's the people who are like, anybody who can do it. They're, they, they told a joke in third grade and they've been riding that high ever since. since. <laughs> <laughs> they've been riding that high. Yeah, it's, it's, it takes a lot of awareness and, and people just un- underestimate. I was like, even even people who come from like an acting background, I feel like sometimes they're a little bit disillusioned because they're like, oh, I've been on stage. I'm like, yeah, but you've had people with you. Yeah. You have people with you. you have, and, and you were saying words that were written by someone else that have yeah. been cultivated and curated to go with this thing. And people's expectation of you is, is kind of at a medium. Mm-hmm. They're not expecting you to fail. They're not depending on you to get them out of a depression. They're yeah. not, you know... It's want. a it's a lie. It's a it's a it's a tightrope act. I kind of love it. I love what I do. Yeah, I, 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 I never. I would never give this up. I don't know if I could be if I could be like a Beyonce level singer. I think I'd rather be that than this. <laughs> she also like worth almost a billion dollars. This does. is true. Yeah, that's different. Like I, I'm sorry. I don't care how funny you are. How much care, Kevin Hart's like worth like four hundred million. Mm-hmm. 
And Kevin Hart worked his ass off every day. And he cheated on his wife all the time. But I think he stopped. (laughs) I want to believe he stopped. Why are you looking at me like, I wish we had the camera on. Oh, my God, y'all. The look in your face. Like, look, when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Feel so sad. She's crying her heart to me. Okay, now we're going to get sued. You went over seven seconds. (laughs) Earlier, I was trying, like, my last guest insisted on, like, he was playing some of the music. I was like, you got to stop. But it's so funny with these 90s songs because the first seven seconds be straight ad-libs. Just Mm -hmm. straight. And you're like, oh, no. I have, they haven't said a single lyric, and we're seven minutes in. Look, I put it like this. Kevin Hart might not be cheating, but he got some kind of open... Will and Jada situation. See, I love an open situation. If for people, if that's like what they need, I'm like all about it for them. If that's what works for you, go for it. As long as everyone knows the relationship is, everyone who's in it knows it's open. Yeah, because you know, and the only reason I even thought about that is because I was going through Netflix, and the last time he got caught when she was like pregnant or whatever, people don't remember. He dropped like a little docu drama series, like docu series about him, like dealing with the aftermath. I was like, Kevin, dog, everything gonna make money. Everything. Everything. That is so funny. It's like, since I cheated on my wife, we decided to do family therapy. And now we have a series called Heart Family Therapy. (laughs) I was was debating with someone. Do you still think he's funny? Kevin Hart? Yeah. I saw him about six months ago at the Ha Ha, and I was cracking up. I think he has, and here's the thing, the Ha Ha, that's not, you know, a great room, but he's, he has gotten on the road and done the work that his next hour is going to be something spectacular. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think we, when we look back at comedy, we're going to all just want to throw away a lot of the pandemic era comedy. I think yeah. what it was is we were all experiencing this ridiculous thing, and so there was material to be done. But no one had any access to stages. So a lot of people got on stage with half-cooked premises about COVID just to get it over with. Yeah. So he did that special that was like in his like, you know, house. fancy in his house. I kinda liked it. That was weird though. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as everyone acted like it was. It's just like the scale for him is so high. Because yeah. we're gonna compare everything he does to grown little man. Yes. So yes. what it, it wasn't was it terrible? No. Was it his weakest special ever? Yes. It was his weakest. Wait, what about that that one where he's in the circle stage in the arena? I, that one was kind of bad to me. Circle stage in the arena. Like it's like the like the stage is li- literally he's like in the middle of and he's like walking around. Or when like did rotating. it come out? Uh, I would say 2018, 2017. It's not laugh. It's not laugh at me now or laugh uh, at my pain. Not laugh at my pain. It's like two after that. Huh? I don't remember it not being good. I, I, so I would have to go back to that one, but no, I think the one in his house was just, it was just a pandemic thing where it was like, there was no time to run it enough to make it as good as it could have been. And so there were a lot of low hanging fruit that made the, the table. Like, you know, just not wanting your daughter to be a hoe is a pretty old concern. Like we're at the point where the daughters that could have been hoes are now 30. Like, these jokes are old. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, like, some of that was kind of just, like, old hat. You know, it just wasn't great. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of filler. So what I saw him do at Ha, I thought, like, oh, man, this is, like, really, really clever. Like, really smart. Um, like, really. It even, like, inspired me a little bit. Not, like, copy, but just, like, I like this premise. This is a good idea. What do I have to say about these same? Like, he just hit on some topics that I hadn't heard anybody hit on in a while. Mm-hmm. And it was different. And he talked honestly about... Um, 
you know, admitting he fucked up. I I think he is going to really wow people. Um, but I think he made a super smart career decision by doing two serious-ass movies. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's restructuring people's expectations. So now we're going to go into his next special with a clean slate. Yeah. We remember a not-that-good one, and then we remember him in two serious movies. How funny is this guy? I'm not sure. Let's see. Because I think what it was is he was standing on top of an avalanche, and you just, you can't, like, I mean, is Dave Chappelle ever going to make another Killing Me Softly? No. Killing Him Softly? No. I mean, he might think. Nah, he, nah he's never going to do another Killing Me Softly. The one after that? Yeah. He can do that again. Yeah, but he's like. Scared, I forgot the name of But that. then again, also, too, when it comes to specials, and by, yeah, you guys, we're getting so deep into, like, inside baseball. Oh. If you're comedy fans, I hope you like this. Here's the thing that I think fucks a lot of people over, and I don't know this, but I kind of know this half when, is like when you're nobody, air quotes, and you're building that first five, six, seven, eight, ten years, twenty years, thirty years of stand up, building your perfect hour, and then you finally get to do a special. What you put on that is going to be so great because there's no guarantee you're going to get to do another one. Mm-hmm. Um, you self-produce. You sometimes there's no expectations on you, so you can yeah. do what you want. And like personally, I'm really proud of Trash Baby. I put that out myself in 2019. It's spectacular. Really. Mm-hmm. You like it? Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that. No, I like it. It's thank like, you. It's one of my favorite albums. It's like on my collection. Oh, thank you. On title. <laughs> I don't not like Nobody's Queen, but Nobody's Queen was recorded three months later. And it was stuff I had to like put together kind of fast. I'm surprised it got the award that it got from NPR. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's jokes I do from that that I do way better now. Yeah. Because it's been two years. And it's just like I kick myself because it's like it's the more popular one. It's on the bigger platform, you know. Um, two of the tracks are on Sirius, but it's like Trash Baby's my baby. Yeah. I love that album. And I just, I'm not in a big hurry to do anything else unless there's a lot of money on the table. Yeah. Because no. I want, I want every, but you, six years of quality versus three months. That's what happens. It's like now, once you prove you can do something, then people want you to do it every couple of years. And that's why people's specials kind of start to be shitty. Yeah. They start, because like, oh, we'll do another one, do another one. And you're just like, you weren't, ugh, creating without pressure. Is yeah. an amazing thing, yeah. creating without pressure. So we're going all around in circles. I'm loving what we put on your playlist so far. I think it's so great. Um, lots of different <laughs> Lenny Williams, so great. Mystical. We never think he's. But you have two things in common. It's both a lot of people hollering. You seem to be drawn to hollering. Yeah. <laughs> like there's something in your spirit that needs to hear people. I holler. was yelled at a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass up and go clean these spots. <laughs> Oh. Lenny Williams in the background. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. Um, one last question for you before we wrap it up. Okay. What song do you think I need in my life? Since you're my friend, I'm gonna start taking recommendations. Oh, ooh, that's a great question. Ooh, I asked a great question. Y'all heard it here first. Um. There, I I gotta. I'm gonna look at my phone really quickly because Go I don't wanna. It. I don't wanna mess up the name, but this song that I just got uh, reintroduced to um, in the last. I played it basically two weeks straight. Um, one thing I'll tell you about me: I don't get tired of anything, like any kind of content. I can watch things on repeat. I can listen to songs on repeat. Um, one song that reminds me of my dad is. Uh, uh, Watching You by Slave. Slave? Yeah. You There's a band the, called Slave? Yeah. Walking down the street, 
Not a fan. Uh, no, here's the thing. I am a fan. Like, I know that song. Yeah. Lyrically, though, creepy. Watching ladies. Yeah. Watching you. Gross. It's Weird. A, uh, but, um, yeah, I will, if I find something, if it's one of my, like, like things, I've listened to it probably ten times in a row at one point. Uh, Summertime, Billy Stewart. Summertime by Billy Stewart. I have never heard it. Yes, you have. You've heard the sample, but you've probably not heard the original verse. Summertime. Who's it? What's it sampled on? A lot of different songs. Is it um, what they use for summer, summer, summertime? No. Mm-hmm. Billy Stewart, huh? It's uh, like the ad lips are. Yeah. You you know the song based off the ad libs, but I'm doing them really terribly. But it's a good song. Billy Stewart, I think he's from like DC. He's like a jazz guy, back in the like 40s. Really? Okay, yeah. look at you, culturista. You got me something old school. I like a lot of music. So that's gonna be my homework for the week is to listen to "Summertime" by Billy Stewart. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to listening to all of these songs. Okay, y'all. Before we wrap it up, Omar, tell our fans where they can hear you, see you, find you, and follow your work. I am on all major platforms at Omar Finley, but use a zero instead of the O. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitch. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Pornhub. I'm on all of them. Seriously, I'm, I'm very fine on Pornhub. What are you on Pornhub doing? I have stand-up on Pornhub. No, you don't. You know, I never told you this. How does stand-up on Pornhub do? It, I got I got some creepy comments, but okay. <laughs> Is I it put, just people trying to see the outline of your dick in your jeans? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really was like, I wonder how can I get a blue check quick? Pornhub is the fastest way. Wait, so you're verified? I'm verified on Pornhub. (laughs) That's what we're calling the episode. I'm verified on Pornhub. Stop it. Omarion, I can't believe you. I can't. I thought I told you that. No, I cannot cannot believe I'm talking to a verified Pornhubber. Yes. Oh, Lord. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you so much. I make dinner on Pornhub. (laughs) Ew! Ew. On that note, he has ruined my appetite. <laughs> if you're enjoying the pod, guys, I could lose a little bit of help, so make sure you check out our Patreon at Rhythm and Bay. Now, remember, Bay is B-A-E, like the term of endearment, because I'm a cringy millennial that uses old words. Make sure you also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Rhythm and Bay. And uh, if you like me, I'm Jasmine Ellis. You can find me on all the things at Jasmine Ellis Comedy. That's J-A-S-M-I-N-E. E-L-L-I-S comedy at gmail.com and on all the things. So uh, send me an email if you want or don't, you know, whatever. Y'all are the best. Thanks for keeping it here. And of course, as always, keep it smooth. Outro music. I have the sexiest outro music.